All right, well, we've been in a series uh, called Right Words, and all those messages are available online, so if you missed them, uh, it would help you to go back and listen to them. Uh, just different aspects of speaking right words. Right words are uh, words that God would have you to speak. Right words, you know, you think about it, in any given situation, there are things that are the right things to say and there are things that are the wrong things to say. And the more we can get in line with God, we're going to be speaking the right words. How many of you know God would say the right thing all the time? There's never a time where he would say, oh, shouldn't have said that. That was stupid. Now, we might say that, you know, God never puts his foot in his mouth. We may. We may let something slip. That's not a bad confession. I mean, we, we're human. We could mess up. And I know none of you have ever done that. I know I have. But we could make a mistake. We could say the wrong thing. God never does. But the more we're aligned with him and aligned with his heart, then we're going to be saying the right things. And that's going to be helpful. If we're going to say the right things, then in any given situation, it's going to bring life. It's going to be light. It's going to be love. Because God is all those things. It's going to be the truth. You know, wrong words could be deceptive words. They could be lies. God's words will always be the right thing. They may not be the most comfortable thing, but they'll be right. They'll be true. They'll bring life. They'll bring help. They'll bring strength. They'll bring sustenance. They'll bring... Uh, help. And we want to flow with, with Him. The more we do, the more our, our atmospheres are going to be charged with, with Him. His, saying His words in a scene, in any given situation, can just lift the atmosphere. But think about it, if we're not aligning with God's words, then we're aligning with something else. There is an enemy of God. There is one that would try to twist and try to get people to uh, you know, not yield to him. And that's Satan and our own flesh and our own natural thinking and the way the world thinks. And if we yield to that, anything that's not godly is ultimately what? There's no neutral ground. It's either godly or it's, you know, you ever seen a, a diagram? They used to call these Venn diagrams in math. You know, you got something that you got a circle and everything that's in that category is in that circle and then you got another category and sometimes they intersect and then they got the part that's both. Well, when you're talking about godly or not, there's no intersection. There's not things that are godly and devilish at the same time. Amen? There's just no, you can't just be godly and then, well, just a little bit devilish. But you're still godly. That's not true. If you switch to being not godly, then... That's out here. We don't want to do that. So we've been talking about different aspects of that and just lining up our words uh, with him. And um, <clears throat> let's read Hebrews 10.23. This has been one, one of the texts that we've gone back to, and then we're going to uh, <clears throat> get into what we have for tonight specifically. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let's hold fast the confession of our hope, our expectation without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Uh, okay, put that up in the New Living Translation if you can. Um, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. In the um, NIV it says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
In the God's Word translation, it says, we must continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The, the, the one who made the promise is faithful. So this is talking about saying what we believe, saying what we expect, saying what, we, uh, what God's Word says, what He would prompt us to say, holding fast to the confession that's saying of our faith because He's faithful. And this applies in every area. We want to hold fast to godly, things, things that are godly. Let's look at uh, Psalm 34.1. <clears throat> Psalm 34.1. You can go ahead and turn there and just hold your finger back in there because we're going to be turning to a few psalms tonight, I believe. We'll turn to other scriptures as well, but you'll be back in there as well, so it's okay to go ahead and turn to this one. Psalm 34, verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be, where? In my mouth. Well, that would be words. I will bless the Lord when? At all times. How much of the time is that? All the time. I will bless the Lord. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually. 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 When you have something that's continuous, then there's no break. It's just continuous. It's just continually. And His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. We're talking about right words. These are some right words. Our praise, praise of the Lord, ought to be coming out of our mouth continually. It says in the first part, at all times. All the time. Let's look at, um, just go, we'll put these up on the screen. Uh, Hebrews 13, 15. You don't have to turn there. Hebrews 13, 15. You can write it down, but we'll put it up on the screen. It says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Well, what's that? Again, that's speaking. Those are words. Giving thanks to His name. Therefore, let, let, by Him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. So it's continuous. Again, it's saying the same thing here. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. So you see two things here. Praise to God and giving thanks to His names. Praise and thanksgiving. Continually. At all times. These are powerful words. This is lining up with what God, uh, you know, what God would have us to do. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and turn to that one. Hold your place in Psalms, because, we'll, you know, well, you can probably find the Psalms again. We'll, we'll turn to different ones. We're not going to go to that specific one, I don't think. But... Um, 1 Thessalonians 5.16, go ahead and turn there. I know it'll be up on the screen, but look at it in your Bible. It helps to look at it. You know, if you have a device, you can look at it there too, and if there's something you, you bookmark, that's great. But um, if you do have something that you can look at, look at it in your Bible. Look at where it is. Look at the surrounding verses. It helps. It helps. <clears throat> 
1 Thessalonians 5.16. It says, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. What, do, what does it mean to rejoice? It means to give thanks, to be happy. Rejoicing. You've seen rejoicing. When a little kid is happy at Christmas, that's rejoicing. Anybody ever seen that or experienced it? How many of you have been so beside yourself at a birthday or Christmas when you were a child, you know, and you got a gift? I mean, you see a little child uh, so excited, they might be jumping up and down, they might be squealing, they're so happy, that's rejoicing. And, and it says here, rejoice, how often? Always. Now, you don't have to be running around squealing all the time, probably. But, you, but inside, and what you're saying, in other words, the, the communication of your mouth ought not to be counter to this. Always. Rejoice always. That means when it's com- things are coming out of our mouth, it ought, it ought not be negative than positive. It ought to be rejoicing. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, now if you came into here wondering, what is the will of God for me? I, I, just got, I wish God would, would, would reveal His will to me. Well, here you go. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. No matter who you are, what station of life, this applies. In everything. What's in everything? How many things is in everything? Everything. This isn't a trick question. In everything, give thanks. It didn't say for everything here, but even when you see that, you may see that in other verses. You're not saying, you know, something bad happened. I'm thanking God for that. In the midst of it, I'm thanking God for what he has done, who he is, what he's going to do for his truth. I'm going to praise him regardless. All the time. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoicing, giving thanks. Now we're going to read, I believe, a number of scriptures along this line. This is God's will for us. All the time. All the time. All the time. Continually. The right words include this. Psalm 71, 14. Go ahead and turn there, because we'll, we'll turn back into some psalms, and then we're going to look at a few more verses in the New Testament as well. Psalm 71, verse 14. It says, But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more, My mouth shall tell of your righteousness. See, it's your mouth here. It's talking about things coming out of your mouth that are the right things. Verse 15, my mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. Does that sound like in all things? Does that sound like continually? Does that sound like in everything? I'm going to tell of your righteousness and your salvation All the day, for I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. Psalm 145, verse 1, says, I will extol you, my God, my King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. 
Every day I will bless you. And I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Do you see the power in just these words? You could read them to yourself. And I encourage you, if, if you're up against a wall, take some of these psalms. You could take these scriptures, all kinds of them. That, that These are specifically talking about praising God. But there are things that don't speak about praising God. They're just telling you who God is. He is our, your rock. He's your strength. He's your comforter. And you can say those things and declare. That's praising Him. That's saying who He is. He's your healer. He's your strength. He's your standby. He's your help when you're in trouble. These things you can declare, that's praising God. That's letting His uh, praises come out of your mouth. That will charge the atmosphere around you. That gives access to the Lord to work. Angels are around. And they, we read in a different um, scripture some time ago, they are standing by to do His word. And as we say, speak his word out of our mouth, we are giving them the legal access to, to move in our life. They, they are going about doing his will and his work. You will sense the presence uh, of God stronger when you are speaking his word because you're yielding to him. You may not feel like it when you start. You may not feel like it when you, when you end, but the atmosphere is changing. Now, now contrast this to you, everyone in here has experienced when negative words are spoken. You can sense that in the atmosphere. You ever come in when after a big argument, somebody's been arguing, you may not have even heard it, but you can hear, it's like ice. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The atmosphere can change. Why? Because the words that are spoken, this isn't just you know, articulating, using your vocal cords and, you know, moving your mouth muscles and everything that's involved with speech, and it's just coming and moving the air, you are actually, when we are saying negative words, we're actually yielding to the devil. And just like when we speak God's words, it puts angels to work. When we are speaking negative, it gives Satan access. There are demonic spirits. And when we yield to them, it's causing stuff to happen where we can't see. And they'll just, just like God can help you to praise him, Satan will jump in and help you to be negative. And it, it will pollute the atmosphere. But that's why it's so important to speak words that would bless him. God told us this in so many places. And we're going to keep reading some of them. To praise Him all the time, to speak uh, godly words. Verse 3 again, let's read it. It says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Talking about praise and thanksgiving. You can be thanking God for what He has done. When you're facing something that looks large in your life, a trial, a, a, a challenge. Praising Him and thanking Him for what He has done will help you to go through that. Will help you to get to the other side. You've come up again, I did this you know, so many times where you know, as a software engineer, I bump up against a problem. I've told you, you know, a good thing, ask God for wisdom when you come up against things. But when you remember what He has done before, you might come up and you don't understand 
how you're going to get through this. You don't have a clue where to start. But you know you've been there before. I would remember, I, I would see certain things I would remember. I didn't have a clue how to get this fixed, but I remember how I felt. And this will help you. You remember how clueless you felt. And then you remember how he helped you and you got to the other side. Well, then when you're clueless, you can say, I know what this feels like. I've been here for, before. God, you've helped me before. You'll help me now. And you can apply that in any area. You might come up against a financial pressure and you might feel, I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know. This is unexpected. I wasn't planning this. I'm not sure how this is going to happen. They're saying they're doing this at the job or whatever. And you can say, you can remind yourself of how God has come uh, through for you before and how you felt just the same way. You didn't see where it was going to come from. You didn't know, but it came through. And so just because you can't see, you can still praise him and worship him and thank him. And that will help you. It'll gird up your strength. It will help you to go through the present circumstance. Why waste time speaking negative words? What is that going to do? It's just going to pollute the atmosphere. It's going to charge the atmosphere with negativity. negativity. It's going to, to uh, discourage you and everybody else in the room and just waste a bunch of time. Eventually, you're going to have to come back and start speaking the right words and come back up to a position of faith. So why waste the time to go down? I understand we feel frustrated. We can feel frustrated. We can feel angry. We can feel, I don't know how this is going to happen. But speaking that out is not going to help the situation. It's not. It's going to make it worse. On the other hand, you feel pressed, you feel stressed, you, you don't know. But if we'll just say, in spite of it, God has helped me before. God is almighty. God is the strength of my life. He has come uh, through before. I remember this. God, thank you for when you did this for me and you did this for me. I remember this situation. I didn't know, but you came through. Lord, thank you. That is not time wasted. That will it charge the atmosphere. That will strengthen your faith. Faith comes by hearing. Well, you're speaking it out. You're hearing it. It is booing up your faith right there. It says, One generation shall praise your works to another, and you shall declare your mighty acts. Or shall declare your mighty acts. Verse 5, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of your might of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. Notice, these are talking about words. Men will speak. I will declare. Verse 7, They shall utter the memory of your great goodness, speaking, and they shall sing of your righteousness. See, when we are praising God, when we come in here, you can do this alone, but when we come in here together and we are, we are praising God, United. That is charging the atmosphere. That is getting our, our, our eyes off what we came from at our job or traffic or whatever. And it's taking, it should be, this is the intent, taking our eyes off that and putting it, putting our eyes on Him. And getting all our hearts aligned on Him. Well, that's, that's acting in faith. We're, we're, we're speaking the right words. We're praising Him. We're exalting Him. It's not because, you know, He just wants you to praise Him for His sake, it's for us. It changes you. Because He knows He's your help. You need to get your eyes on Him. And we read in James before, where your mouth goes, your attention and your life is going to go. 
So even if you're feeling distraught, even if it doesn't look good, if you'll take your mouth and put it on God and start praising and thanking Him, your consciousness and your life has to follow that. It's a law of God. Ephesians 5.17. Once you go to Ephesians 5, but I'm going to read a few more psalms to you while we're going there. You go ahead to go, but um, while we're going there, go ahead and put these up. Psalm 50.14, you don't have to turn there. Psalm 50, 14 says, Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Psalm 50, 23 says, And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. They're way down at the end. Psalm 69, 30 I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Notice these. Just these are. If you if you uh, ever bump up against a tough time, which we, they come to all of us, that you can go through the Psalms. I encourage you. Ones that minister to you, highlight them in your in your Bible, because there are times then you don't have. You know, there's 150 Psalms, and not all of them are like this. I mean, some of them. You read them, they're fine, they might apply to certain things, but they're not necessarily the type you want to go to in times of trouble. Highlight the ones that minister to you. Highlight the, t- the ones that, that really speak to you and that, that you can go to. And then you, you come up against something, you can go back and just re- be reading them. Or, you know, cut and paste them and type them into a sheet and have just a list of, of, of words that are, are for situations like this. You can look over them and just read them. You reading them out loud will do wonders. Speaking them out your mouth. Don't, don't just read them to yourself. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going over them for this purpose, read them out loud. Let your mind, your, your, your mind hear them through your ears and, and it go through. And it's just a, it's a positive feedback loop. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magn- magnify uh, Him with thanksgiving. Psalm 107, 21, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Psalm 116, 17 says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 136, verse 1, and all throughout this psalm, it just keeps doing the same refrain. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Praising Him continually, letting these words come out of our mouth. Now let's go over to Ephesians 5, 17, where I I mentioned before. Ephesians 5, 17 It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ says, be filled with the Spirit, 
speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, things that would praise God. Do you know you could be speaking continuously, talking about constantly like this. You know, your words, our words can be constantly refreshing. That's takes maybe some change in discipline, but, but again, when is the time when we're supposed to have negative words? I mean, we all know this, but we can all come up. We can all say, wait a minute, are there words that I'm speaking that I don't need to say? Wait, you know, because sometimes we say, oh, well, just going to let it loose for a while, and then I'll get myself together. Well, what good is that doing when we're not uh, watching our words? It's not helping anything. It's destroying it's a hole. It's like we're digging ourselves a hole and saying, I, never, I'll get out of it in just a few minutes. Just let me dig the hole. I like digging the hole. Really, right? It feels good to dig the hole. Just let me dig. I'll jump out in a minute. Yeah, it might have to throw me a ladder. But I'll get out. Now, if my intent is to keep walking on down, you know, down the road, why am I digging a hole here? I like digging the hole. It just feels good to dig the hole. But if somebody's looking going, that doesn't make any sense. Well, we know it doesn't make any sense. You know what it is? It's flesh. It's habit. It's past. It's pressure from the enemy. Get you to speak words that align with him. And you may not want to get out of the hole. You may get down in the hole and you're like, I like it in the hole. I don't want to get out. You ever seen? Don't raise your hand. You ever seen somebody? You ever been there where you were just messing with it? I'm just, you know, I'm just ranting a little bit. And then you get down the hole. You don't want to get out of the hole. And if somebody tries to get you out of the hole, God forbid, you're going to bite their head off because you like your hole. Get away from me. I'm in the hole. Don't talk to me about God. Don't talk to me about praising God. I don't want it. I'm just going to sit here in the hole. May not say it like that, but that's what's going on. And our life is just going on. I mean, time's marching on, right, at that whole time. It's going on, and we're just going to sit in the hole for what? An hour, two hours, one day, two days, three days, three weeks, four weeks, three months, six months, years. I'm just going to sit here. How did we get there? We started yielding to something. We started saying things, and this is nothing to play with. Saying and starting to yield. Our words are so powerful. We start to say things out. Satan himself not maybe Satan himself, but his imps are coming and he is, uh, they're, they're trying, they're helping you to speak that junk out because they want you in the hole. If you're in the hole, you're not doing no good to anybody and you're hurting yourself and those around us. And that's why we can all come up in speaking words. When we start, if we catch ourselves speaking the wrong things, we just need to shut our mouth and get a hold. And even if we don't feel like it, speak in line with God's word. Speak positive. If you can't think of anything to say, get your scripture sheet out and just start reading it out loud. I'm serious. Get alone, and if your mouth just wants to say bad things, you get alone and you just start saying, I will extol my God, O King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. I'm just reading it, but it is powerful. You are reading the word of the living God, and it's anointed. And when you start reading that, there's the presence of God, the Spirit of God within you will take hold, and where you thought you wanted to go down, you'll start, you'll go up. And instead of being negative, you'll be positive, and it'll change the way you're looking at the situation. And instead of wanting to go down in that pit, you'll get up and you'll march on and you'll avoid it altogether. There is no time out in life. 
The danger is that this is the danger of sin. It's the, the deceitfulness of sin is that it hardens you. And where people say, ah, I'll repent after, sometimes people don't want to repent. And that's the danger. We don't want to see how close we can get. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the word, or let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which, you also, to which also you were called in one body, and what? Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Say something thankful. If you can't say something thankful, then shut up. Amen? Sometimes being quiet is the most spiritual thing you can do. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. This is a parallel, these are parallel verses to what we just read in Ephesians. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with great grace in your hearts to the Lord. Whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. What does that say? Anything you do. Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through Him. So we're supposed to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're supposed to be given thanks. If we're, everything we do is supposed to be in His name, think, can you think of one scenario where you would just be flipping out, ranting and raving, all in the name of Jesus? Lord, I'm doing this in Your name. I'm going to go berserk here for about 10 minutes in Your name. I'm not saying this to condemn anybody. We've all missed it, okay? But let's just shine the light on, on, on what we're really doing and why would we do it. What's happening when we're doing it? What is that helping? What's going on? We're feeling pressure, and the pressure is to try to get it to come out of our mouth because then something else happens. We're yielding to something else. So if we recognize that, we can start pushing down and saying, no, I'm not that dumb. I may be going through a hard time, but I'm not going to compound it by now ranting about it. I'm going to say, if anything, I need help. I need to get through this hard time. I need to get over this obstacle. I don't need to get lower. I need to come up. God, I need your help. And make it so that pressure cooker pushes us to praise God. Let channel it. Yes, you, you could feel pressure, but instead of saying, I'm, I'm going to go down and say all these things and start questioning God or start, you know, getting uh, frustrated or questioning how I'm going to get past, channel it and say, this is the perfect time I need to praise God. I need to exalt him. I need to say how faithful he's been. I need to think about and say what he's done for me and start have a list. Just start going back. Lord, when, when I was uh, going through that situation, you helped me here, and this came here, and that person said this, and you helped me. And then there was this time, and you did this, and you did that, and you helped me. And then there was that thing over there that you did this, and then you helped me get this job, and you gave me favor here, and you start saying, because you need help to get past this situation. Those are powerful words in that situation. They're going to help. That's giving thanks to God. That's in, in this, I'm doing this in your name. Cut out the times. And let's not be legalistic about it, but let's cut out the times where we're yielding to anything but this. And if we miss it, I don't care if we've been going for five minutes or one minute or ten seconds, at any time, we can stop it and say, that was dumb. 
I'm, I'm stopping that and I'm going for it. You know the thing that'll happen? If you say it in front of somebody else, they, there's a pride thing that now I've messed up, I've said it, and we need, need to stop, even if it's in front of your spouse or your friend, that was stupid, I shouldn't have said it. You know what, I was, I was yielding to the wrong thing. Forgive me for saying that, Lord, forgive me for talking about that. That's the wrong thing, and just go to praising God. It's that simple. Stop, put it behind you, and if whoever you're with is spiritual enough to discern, if it's your spouse, be, be lenient on your spouse and say, yeah, I've done the same thing. Hey, forget it, and let's go on. And where the, the, the atmosphere was starting to be charged with negative, you just take it, jerk it back, and start going in the right direction. Just because you've dug the hole a little bit, don't say, now we got to finish it. Just say, nope, that was dumb. I'm, I was down six inches. I'm kicking the dirt back, and I'm going on down the road. That was dumb. And the less we do that, the more we'll, we'll yield to him, the less we, we uh, yield to the other, the more we'll just fill our life to where it is just continually. Just praising him. If we miss it, we get right back up, and we just praise him. And we're all coming up in these areas. We've all missed it, but we can come up. We can say uh, what he would have us to say. Let's look at a, an example of this real quick. Acts 16, uh, verse 25. Acts 16, verse 25. Here, uh, Paul and Silas. So, uh, actually, I didn't, I think I have this. Can you go back to verse 22? This is what happened right before the situation we're going to read. So this is Paul and Silas, they're preaching, and then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Doesn't sound very fun. And when they had laid many stripes on them, so these guys are being beaten. Stripes are the, you know, across your back just bleeding and, and laid open. They threw them into the prison, commanded the jailer to keep them securely. And having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet with stocks. So these guys are preaching the gospel, and they, they have just gotten beaten up, and now they're thrown into prison. In verse 25, it says, so they're in stocks, their feet are in stocks, they're in prison, the inner prison. It says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. So they were doing, they weren't just singing quietly. So they're in prison and they are praising, or they're, uh, they're praying and singing hymns to God. The other prisoners heard them. So they're in the middle of a situation that doesn't look good. And don't, don't read this like, well, that's the Bible and... Yeah, I mean, they were preaching, and yeah, they were praising God, and yeah, we know what happens, as if they knew what was going to happen. Think about this. They, you could just look at it like this. They're doing the will of God. They're preaching the gospel, and then they get beat up and thrown in jail for it. And think of what we would tend to do in that situation. And what the, the, I mean, I'm any human. What are the thoughts going through your head? What? I am doing what you told me to do, God. That could, that could, where, where is a thought like that coming from? That's arrogant. That's prideful going against God. You know, but easily people could be thinking, what? I've been preaching the gospel and then these people come and beat me up and now I'm in prison for doing the will of God. Man, stinks. Now I'm here and it's all quiet and 
damp and you know, wet and whatever, and I get my feet hurt, my back is killing me. Middle of the night, and is that what they were doing? Is that the number one? How was that going to help them at that point? You're already in the prison. You already got beat up, and then talking like, how is that going to help? What do they need right now? They need help. They need strength, and so they do this. And they're human. They're just like you and me. They have the same uh, inclinations. And they said, it says here, they, they were praying and singing hymns to God. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Verse 25 in the Amplified Classic, it says, They were praying and singing, hy- or praying and singing hymns of praise to God. They were praising God. Not for the fact that they were beat up and in jail. They were praising God who was God Almighty in spite of this and giving Him glory. In the Passion Translation, it says, Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God while all the other prisoners listened to their worship. You see the attitude. They undaunted. They got nailed. They got beat up. They got thrown in jail. And they were undaunted. And in spite of that, they're going to sing songs of praise to God. And then, it says in verse 26, there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. They needed help. And they let their mouth... Uh, speak the praises of God. They made their mouths speak the praises of God in spite of this awful situation they were in. Now, you may not be in a prison. You may not have your back bloodied. You may not have gotten beat up. But there may be something in front of you right now. There may not be, but there may be at some point. And this is the model that we want to follow. We want to praise Him all the time. Not give Satan one inch But praise God. Give thanksgiving. Thank God for what he has done. Always. Continually. Rejoice. Always. Let the praise uh, be the fruit of my mouth continually. Amen.